0: Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text, you better answer me back.
1: I'm Charles Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's
2: Glenn at Best Dad Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. 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 What's up, y'all? This is Glenn of Black Girls Texting, and we're doing something a little special today. Uh, what's up, Naomi?
3: Hi. Hey guys, so welcome back to So What Do You Do Again. I have Glenn and Sade from Black Girls Texting. Chelsea is about to make her way through, but I'm so excited to have you guys on and to be doing this crossover. Yeah. How you guys doing?
0: Ooh, I had a night. Ooh. An unplanned night. An unplanned night. And I made some interesting choices. Ooh. But I'm really glad that we have you here. We can get into my mess later. But, I want to um, know about it.
2: <laughs> I don't know, why don't we just, just get into
0: it? Well, yeah. What'd you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I went to a Mark Anthony concert last night. I love Mark Anthony. Like I have wow. m- multiple um identity crises, and one of them is I think I'm like a Dominican woman. So love anyway, it. um, I went to a Mark Anthony concert last night and. It, we had an event the other day with uh, Baby Tress. Shout out to Baby Tress yeah. on like, how to lay your edges. So in celebratory fashion, we were like, let's go. Let's have drinks. So I had like two cocktails there, mm-hmm. doubles at Mark Anthony. Ooh. And then I went and met up with a friend. Um, There's like a Bay Area party, but in Brooklyn. So it was like fun because I live in the Bay and like they're playing Bay music. So I was like, this will be cute. And I guess people, like, like me or missed me. I don't know. Some people are like...
3: <laughs> I mean, I guess. Here,
0: I got you a drink. I got you a drink. And it just, like... Kept going. Kept going. To the next thing I know, I'm, like, texting two dudes. <laughs> one of which is my ex. And I'm like... Ooh, girl. <laughs> Luckily, I went... I just went home. I went to bed. (laughs) You said I can't do this. I know. I was very, very proud of myself. But when I like woke up this morning and I was seeing things in my phone, Uh, I was like, "Oh, I hate that." Shady. I didn't even want to open that door. Delete. (laughs) Really. Yeah, because you know,
3: like, I just don't want to look at it anymore.
0: Pretend like it never happened. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm going to have to process all of this in the next 24 hours. Okay. But as of right now, I'm just like, Whatever. You got a flight to do it. It's fine. Right, exactly. Process it's all, all good. good. But yeah, I was being messy. And Glenn's like, oh, yeah, I expected this.
3: Glenn, were you out too? Mm. No. <laughs> no. No, she
2: wasn't. Glenn, what were you doing? <laughs> uh, I was enjoying my evening. With a young man. Oh, amazing! <laughs> mhm. Ah, Shade came in. And I was like, "Sorry, girl, you gotta sleep on the couch." I was sh- pushed to the couch <laughs> like a like a
3: peasant. You said, uh, uh, "No, no, no, <laughs>
0: over there, I was like, please." This is gonna be
2: awkward. And then I guess you saw the shoes. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I would have been like, "What is going on here?" I, I hate myself. And two phones. Why does he have two phones, girl? Uh- trust me. Ooh. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Is it a work phone? <laughs> That's what he says. What do you
0: okay. I'm like, so where, I'm so like, so, so what do you phone. do again? Like exactly? What, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, amazing
2: bring segue to bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Chelsea's on her way here. Chelsea's hey girl. Are,
0: Chelsea's joined us. Hi. <laughs> oh. What did we say? <laughs> we were like, Chelsea's gonna get on here and be whispering on the mic.
1: Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, so y'all, tell me, tell me exactly what y'all do outside of black girls texting. Tell me what's your day job. Mm.
0: <sighs> well, I recently joined Facebook, which is, like, fun to say, but also Devil. people are like, yeah, mm. people are like, mm. But um, my background's always been in, fire, in retail, yeah. And I was at Macy's for the past five years, and then someone reached out to me to join Facebook's team as they're, like, building out, like, a site merchandising team. So I was like, sure. And now... I'm in, like, this big tech company on, like, a campus with bikes and buildings, and it's kind of insane. Wow. So that's, like, my my nine to five, which is typically, like, actually an eight to four, which is nice. Oh, that's, cute. Nice. oh. that's nice. Oh. <laughs> Do you <laughs> so work so with nice. a lot of women? It's nice. I work with a good mix of women, I would say, more so than I've seen in, like, traditional tech, but it is definitely, like. A lot of men. My main team is actually all women, which is amazing because I'm able to, like, not feel overwhelmed by that, like, tech male energy. Um, But I also really like that this girl just joined my team is is a black woman. Amazing. So now we're having these, like, like, she just invited me to, like, um, have you guys heard of Afrotech?
3: Mm. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, what's
0: that? So Afrotech I is, I knew you guys had, but I was like, maybe I was, like, you I was
1: there. Yeah. I snuck in um,
0: last year. <laughs> Afrotech is a big conference for black people in the tech industry.
2: Wow. So
0: this year it's going to be in Oakland, which is dope, because last year was in San Francisco. Like, in the city, you had to, like, trek into the city. And this year, I just, like, right down the street. So all these companies throw, like, a bunch of parties, and there's, like, this big conference. And she's like, oh, do you want to come to, like, the black... Facebook party and I was like, "Yeah,
1: yeah. hell yeah!" So
0: like, like please, yeah. yeah. So like, we're gonna go and I'm gonna like just be. Hopefully, i me a husband, but you know, <laughs> also no, uh, uh, network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of like my um, my everyday. I am surrounded by a lot of men, but in my small team, I get to work with women and a black woman, which mm-hmm. is really really feels good tonight nice to be That's like hey. awesome walk into the room and they the two of us jokes yeah. yeah yeah she it's said something the references. other day she said some like very black thing and i was fucking cracking up she was like i'm not gonna turn up on him or something like about like <laughs> literally like getting mad at Whoa. someone and fuck <laughs> oh, it was like a specific term and we just had like a look and she was like ha, ha, ha. and i was like <laughs> we just had that like, moment let it slip. yeah she did she really like let the black come yeah. like, and i was like oh
2: Hey girl Ooh. <laughs> i love it what do you do glenn girl i know when you asked that question i had a whole moment of like Ugh. i know god i mean it was gonna be a whole do. thing it is because i'm consistently not living my truth <laughs> um but, but i teach about it so i teach kindergarten during the day oh but <laughs> it's really to pay the bills because i'm a writer and i freelance yes um but you love them kids i do Love the kid. <laughs> uh, the pause. It's a whole, I feel like I have to give a little backstory real mm-hmm, quick. Please. So basically, I always knew I was a writer, but I was in denial because I was like, I want to make money. Like, how's this going to happen? So I studied PR in undergrad, and then as I was about to graduate, I had all these offers to like join the agency sorry, and like, start making you, you bread. Thought
0: you're going to make money in PR? PR, right? I was like, they don't make
2: um but i was doing more like marketing okay pr okay, marketing okay, okay yeah but my yeah my it was pr marketing anyway yes i wanted to just be mixy as hell and like get paid to like go to parties that's what i thought mm-hmm. pr was i Got thought it, it was like it's not um how, what's the chick's name um from from samantha jones not even her but oh. kind of but shorty from the hills that um was friends with lauren conrad and she was she, oh, she like oh. Bolt House and she, no, Heidi? Heidi. Oh, Heidi. Heidi. Oh, Heidi. I thought I was like, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like <laughs> Heidi so and like open Hills up the tribute. club, I right? I remember she hopped on like a PJ, and she was like an intern at a PR agency. I was like, yes, my life. like you fucked up. I mean, fucked up in a game? <laughs> lied to TV you. show. I lied, right? But but honestly, in my junior year, I was like, oh, I have no interest in doing this. I need to figure out what else I'm gonna gonna do. And I started to write creatively again. I started this like. Writers, collective, I went to Howard for undergrad. So anyway, I had all these offers and I was like, I don't think I want to do that. So then I joined the Peace Corps. So then I moved to Cambodia for two years and that totally like removed me from any direct track to like hop into a job kind of because after I finished Peace Corps, basically I've been avoiding traditional jobs for a really long time. (laughs) So then I got a master's in creative writing and just kind of did random things in that interim um, and freelanced a ton. And when I graduated from school, I was like, "Fuck." Well, I got a book agent actually when I graduated from school, and I was like, "Cool." So I'm gonna publish this book, but I need to make some money on the side. So I started subbing, and then now I've ended up teaching kindergarten, still writing a book, got you. still freelancing, doing this podcast. It's a lot. It's a it's lot. A whole lot of shit. But that's great. Yeah. That's so I'm, I'm, I'm in this. I'm wrapping up my teaching stint um, in the summer and trying to decide if I want to be like a full-time writer because I kind of want the freedom of not having to like, write things that are assigned to me. Like, I love the position that I'm in now to to choose what I write about. Um, so, yeah, I
3: don't know. What type of writing?
2: Uh, travel, culture, cultural criticism, personal essay, things like that. Interviews, reportage. But mostly about, like, black identity, black millennial women identity, things like that. You have a favorite um, piece you've written? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think I always go back to this, but this piece I wrote for National Geographic Traveler on um, this road trip my dad and I took through Alabama following the Civil Rights Trail. And it was all about this, like, quest for um, an understanding of my Black Americanness. Because, like, the three of us all grew up in in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. and it's very diasporic here. And most of my friends were, like, Caribbean American or, like, first generation Ghanaian or Nigerian or something. And I a lot of them used to tell me that I had no culture as a African-American girl, which is wild. But to go to the South was like, I felt like I was going to, like, really connecting with my roots in a different way, I guess. Um, so, yeah, basically they gave me, like, a 12-page spread on that. It was, like, beautiful images. And that was the first travel piece where I had been, like, commissioned, sent down. They paid for my whole shit, like, sought my voice out, like, for my voice. Um, and that has led to a lot of other... Things. Um so yeah, that's one of them.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I gotta read that. Send that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um I work at Adidas on the fashion (laughs) um on the fashion group. So I kind of just anytime there's a collaboration, I learn about it, learn about if there's like any innovative technology, um, and then sell it. Nice. (laughs) how did you get into that no (laughs) no how did you get into it um it's very weird how i got into it i was a teacher too and i actually was like unemployed for like five or six months and then i just applied to a job and it was really weird because i didn't have any like fashion experience but i like went through like i think it was like four rounds of interviews and it just worked out like I did, like, a lot of pre-work and, like, researched, like, every Adidas collaboration. And they were like, damn, how does this girl know so much about Adidas? Mm-hmm. And um, I got the gig. And I'm going to Germany for the first time. Woo! So sick. So I'm going to go to the headquarters and, like, go to the archives and see, like, the original sneaker and, like, sneakers signed by Muhammad Ali
2: and all this stuff. So, so I'm excited. Dope. That's yeah. really cool. And you started off as a, a fellow, right?
1: Yeah, it was like a short term position, and now I'm just like hired on. So, that's kind of cool. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. think you're gonna stay into
3: the in the fashion industry for a hot minute, or are you looking to get out?
1: A hot minute. I love like that. A hot minute. Definitely not forever, because I well, I feel like I'm very monotone right now. Definitely not forever. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh my. <Okay. laughs> you sound okay. great, girl.
1: Okay, not forever, because I feel like for me. Although I love it, I don't think that it's my purpose. Mm. I think my purpose is more, I'm not saying anything is wrong with fashion, but it's like, it's something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it has to do with, like, our people. It has to do with, like, the betterment of our people. And, like, maybe that could happen through fashion. Mm -hmm. Of course it could, but I don't think that's my avenue. So I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, exactly something a little bit more community-based yeah but this is definitely fun yeah i'm learning a ton um it taught me that like i can learn shit fast because Mm -hmm. like i totally switch industries and um i might totally switch industries again so we'll see
3: that's the fun of it the fun of life because honestly anything that you're doing right now is not permanent you can switch so easily and make that
1: happen for yourself you know yeah so beautiful and I feel like this experience definitely taught me like not to be afraid of those kinds of jumps because, mm-hmm. like, even things you're learning here, like they can still be used somewhere else. Completely. So, Building yeah. your
0: toolkit. Ooh, I yeah. like that.
1: Antichatter. My her favorite. Light light Such an
0: auntie thing. <laughs> oh no, that's what my parents say to me. So yeah. just pass it on.
2: Yeah. No, I like that. That there's all these different chapters that we can have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I a think scary about part. this sometime. I know, okay, this is two parts, right? So I'll think about this sometimes when I, like, 10 years from now, when I have, like, all my bestsellers, I'll be like, oh, remember that time you taught kindergarten Mm -hmm. randomly? (laughs) That was so interesting. And also, it's it's going to make for some great-ass content one day. Ooh, child, I cannot wait for the expose. It's going to be so juicy. Not even, just, like, because I work in this privileged-ass school, and the lens it's been able to give me on, like, just white Brooklyn liberal life is mm-hmm. so fascinating. So, yeah. so fascinating. Yeah.
1: It's funny that you use yeah. the word privilege because when I was talking about the fact that like we're, I'm able to like jump around, mm-hmm. I do sometimes feel guilt mm-hmm. because I'm like that comes with a level of privilege. Like mm-hmm. not Absolutely. everyone can jump around from industry to industry mm-hmm. and still
2: survive. Oh, definitely. So
1: That's yeah, there's such some a guilt point. with that too. But
2: yeah, I don't think I've ever had a moment where... I mean, I, I stress myself out, but, like, if I had a moment where I was, like, oh, shit, I'm in flux. I don't know what I'm going to do. I would be okay.
1: You'd be okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, Same. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know my mom, like, when I, you know, my mom had, like, a different experience than me. And she's, like, apply for them city jobs. And I'm, like, mom, yeah. I'm not applying to no city job. <laughs> and, but, like, that is her generation. It's, yes. like, oh, it's definitely, like, a damn. safe, you know, you're not maybe not going to be passionate about your day-to-day work. But, like, you're going to get a pension. You're going to get a, you know, right. benefit. So it's the that's just something for other think people about. too. Right. Yeah. And especially
3: when you're in a position where some people sat off after your career or what you're doing or just in general, how you have the freedom to switch between careers it gets to you sometimes because you're like, man. There's there are people out there, my people, that don't have these opportunities, mm-hmm. and I'm living it. But then again, you have to look at yourself and realize I'm doing this so I can better it mm-hmm. for other people right. and give them other opportunities to lift them up, bring them up, and bring them to God knows where to their dreams. You know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great point. Oh my God, that's such a good point.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've that's so you use that word guilt. I've thought about that a lot recently. Um, In and it's what way? Like, this is
0: interesting. Um. What do I <laughs> no, healthy. I said in what way,
2: expound. Um, what was making me think this? I guess just like thinking about yeah, my privilege. I guess, and sometimes I would always feel like I need to like I don't lean on my family that much because I feel like I need to do it all like on my own. Mm. And um <laughs> you're making that face.
0: I'm like, not me. I know, and it's like <laughs> one of my friends was
2: like, "This is what they're doing it for." Like just be like you're you're truly blessed and right. like ultimately you want to get your you want to just create that for all the people to come mm-hmm. like yeah. to mm-hmm. have that freedom to be like shit I just want to be a writer I don't even have to go teach during the day like I want to just commit myself to my craft yeah. or like whatever but there um, is
1: something to be said i feel like of, like even though you have that support of like yeah. being like i'm going to make the decision to do as much of this on my own Completely. that i can like mm-hmm. i feel like that is a that is a like a positive absolutely trait i think so
3: i think going back on the word guilt and this is something i've felt as well especially mm. when i got my um on staff position at vogue and i could see like i would try to bring in my friends mm. a lot of my mm. uh, fellow black friends mm-hmm. to try to get them into the door and i had one friend she's incredible she one should have been there more than i should have been there you know because she's so intelligent and just this is like she's fighting for this moment Mm. but you know at the end of the day i feel like they may have thought she was too black in the sense and then i think Mm. back i'm like am i only here because of my Mm. skin tone and that maybe i don't seem as black to you guys like that's another part to it and yep, i think yeah. also going into that guilt you also need to recognize that you can't be too hard on yourself because you also fought for where you need to be you, you fought for mm-hmm. where you're the position that you in and it's like this constant struggle with our own guilt
1: in the sense
3: so yeah. it's interesting Fuck.
1: no that's another like extremely weighted layer is like the type of black that's like acceptable because like there's this another black girl that got hired in my office i've don't think she listens to my podcast so i'm just gonna be candid and she's like (laughs) a little like more rough around the edges or whatever and like i think about the insecure episode with like molly Mm -hmm. advising the girl to change and i'm like but i don't really want to advise her to like like i feel like this space the whole point of the diversity and inclusion um, initiatives mm-hmm. is so that people can like re- be themselves exactly. in the office. Like, exactly. if we're all coming in the office being the same, then like, what is the point? Like, it's just a bunch of different skin tones, but it's the same. Everyone's
3: kind acting of the same. Look, uh, yeah. 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 Everyone's not challenging the status quo. Right. Yeah.
0: It's very different, though. Like, my experience in New York work and my experience in the Bay is like night and day. And I'd, I, this could just be my lens because of the spaces that I'm in but like being in Macy's in New York was just like cliche Jewish American princess like very Long Island very New Jersey mm. buying traditional old school like I would very very often be the only black person in the room and mm-hmm. it never like felt strange because it's like yeah this was my reality for the past four years I went to Trinity College and then I get to the bay and I'm a manager. And I'm a manager with another black girl. Like, my counterpart is a black manager. My boss is Nicaraguan. My That's team awesome. is Mexican. Oh, my God, yeah. Salvadorian. That's so awesome. Like... Okay, Facebook. I go into... No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Lacey's. This is at my, my other meet. Oh, even though... Even though the, Facebook is also very diverse. <laughs> but, like, I go into... This was like probably the best thing ever, and I wanna do a skit on this. We interviewed this girl, like we loved her, we like knew what she looked like because we were all like stalking her. And we walk into the room. I was like running a little late to the interview. So like when I walk in, I could see like she was taken aback because like the director's black, I'm in their manager black, two other black managers and this Mexican girl, and she was just like, Oh uh, uh, okay. Hi, yes. I'm Michelle. And when she left, um, we all had this moment like. I was black as shit and like we yeah. literally like in the office like and it was just so beautiful. I was like, what this like never ever would have happened mm-hmm. in like my previous area. And like we were adamant about making it like a diverse space. And like that and like having open conversations, I never felt like I was in like a really white space. And like people in the Bay overall I meet are so like it's very, very politically correct. Like People are from all different backgrounds. You never kind of have these moments where some. Well, I had this one white VP, but she came from New York, so she was kind of. Sus. Oh, that <laughs> she
2: gone? Oh, you left there? Yeah, honestly. but um, like
0: I, there were never like those weird conversations of like people asking about your hair. People like people just were all like a little aware. bit more like aware. I don't want I don't want to say woke, but like aware. It's and also I'm, a different like,
1: industry. Fashion is like, I mean, it's fun. But like, also, it's so some behind. people are so like mm. vapid and like, yeah, like I, there's a girl that I work with. She's 30 years old and has never voted. I'm like, That's, bitch, are you dumb? Wait, a white <laughs> she, woman? She's a white woman. I'm what? Confused. Why is she? I
2: don't I'm care. Confused. I mean, I'm like, all I she's concerned about is
1: like that, that the runway me off. and her lip injections and her Botox and like. Going to rumble. Yeah, because at the end of the
3: day, that rumble. the voting, like, the government doesn't
1: affect her. Right, right. You know, she has that privilege.
3: It does not affect her, so she doesn't care. Right. So until it starts affecting her, then she'll start voting, and that shit pisses me off because we should be looking out for everyone, no mm-hmm. matter skin color, anything. And it's
1: so fucked yep. up. Yeah. But, like, you see that in the fashion industry. Like, none of my buyers are black. Yeah. None of them. And I work with, like, every major a bunch of e-com accounts, like none of them are black, which is crazy.
0: There are very few black buyers when I, yeah, I can't even think of, yeah, I'm like (laughs) trying to recount, I'm like, I don't know. And then I walk into the, like, my SF office, which is like technically like Macy's.com, so it's Macy's tech. And like Asian director, black director, my director is Nicaraguan. And someone, but I was just like, this is crazy yeah that's awesome like this is crazy and then like the tech industry is interesting though because like at facebook it's very it's very chinese it's very indian Mm -hmm. and then a lot of white men so it's diverse but like in that cliche tech way if that makes sense like yeah you you don't see as many black men per Mm -hmm. se um but when you do see them it's like you're like hey, I see you. Come <laughs> on over. Yeah, okay, yeah. Give me a hug. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, I feel like a lot of these companies, like they're doing like diversity initiatives, and then they just hire women, mm, mm-hmm. like white women. Mm. I'm like, that's not the same thing, right? That's Talk not about- what we're talking about.
3: These companies, and I talked about this before, like, these companies are literally just throwing out the words, the terms, diversity and inclusion, out, like, sprinkles on a cupcake. Like, they don't give a fuck. They're not trying to change anything. Like, it's really rare to actually see a company that's doing the work to try to actually make it diverse and try to give the proper training to their um, employees. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm always like, who's in the C-suite? Because, like, yeah, you have black people, but they're all at the bottom of the totem Mm
3: -hmm. pole.
2: So, like, it
1: doesn't count.
2: Yeah, it can't be just like an initiative or like, look at this thing, we're rolling out. It yeah. To be like an overhaul of the culture. Yeah, or is there yeah. like
1: a straight track for right. people who yeah. are at the bottom of the totem pole to initiative. get there? Like, is there so... Mm-hmm.
0: But then like, my question is, do we stay in like, corporate America and the mm. bounds of what that is, or...
2: Girl, well, I, I mean, I don't I know. I am just sitting here listening to y'all like, I think I'm gonna just keep trying to never work in an office. <laughs> I literally, I'm 27 and I've never whack. worked in an office. I think I could do it. I really think I could just do it. It's a wild culture.
3: It. It's a wild culture yeah. because, like, you go into a space and you realize that sometimes it, whatever com- company you're at, you become them.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you have right. To,
3: every time you go out, you are representing them right. and mm-hmm. you have to watch how you act, you know? Yeah. And I've had so many times, or yeah. if I'm doing a side gig or whatever, I. Get pulled to the side, and be like, you can't do this. Yeah. This wasn't approved. You can't do this. I'm like, you're not about to mess with my check, right? Okay? <laughs> because y'all don't pay me enough right. for me right. not to be doing my side gigs. Right. It's Crazy. Right. It's like a whole thing about control. But also, if it's like that company culture, right? Like you, if you were actually happy or in love with how your company was acting Mm -hmm. there's not there's not one thing especially with corporate america you're not going to be happy with everything Mm -hmm. because there's so many inner workings that you may not even be aware of mm-hmm. i have no idea what's going on at the top mm-hmm. you know something could be happening with my company in a week and i could have no idea until mm-hmm. that day of you know mm-hmm. and that's so that's the reality for so many people i have friends who worked at barney's and look what's happening yeah right. they're not they don't have a job right yeah. and does that come like and they're not gonna get any severance no
0: yeah. barney's
3: owes millions it's Bro. scary and you, and especially when you're putting in that work for that company. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my That's point though. Because
0: I always tell people I don't work hard. I work smart. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm Boom. not why am I working hard? Like you would let me go in a heartbeat, heartbeat if it came down to it. So like I go in, yeah, I'm gonna give you like my best, but like not my You're not gonna best. kill yourself over it. <laughs> right, right. Right. Like it's right. just and
2: for what? To build Somebody else's shit. Right. Like, like, what about your own legacy? Like, what about your contributions? Mm -hmm, I don't know.
3: And think about it. If you were, when you quit, you give them two weeks, two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. If you get fired, they give you, oh, can you get your shit done by in an hour? Mm -hmm, You need to be out. Sorry. Mm. Gotta go. Mm -hmm.
0: That badge don't work no more yeah. and it's like it. oh. it's, like, it's the crazy
3: rap. they cut off your email sorry right. can't take can't get your contact yeah Figure right, it out.
1: right. Yeah. So I'm they're going on instagram i'd be emailing myself
0: <laughs> at macy's oh, you, you, if you go to a competitor you lose like you you have to leave that day
1: oh same again yeah, like at, yeah
0: that day they're like okay bye because they don't want you to like I have take a moment to proprietary get proprietary information or yeah. do anything this i like so somehow like crazy. snuck around that yeah and, I low-key wanted them to be like, oh, you have to go. Because I was going to be like, yes. <laughs>
2: Give
0: me that two weeks and I'm out. And I was going to go on a vacation. And they were like, oh, well, you know, you're an ex- exception. I was like, god
2: damn it. no exceptions for
0: me. <laughs> like, like the actually, rest of them. <laughs> actually,
3: I don't think we should do that. Yeah. yeah.
0: They were like, no, no, no. You can, like, finish out your two weeks. And I was like, okay. I guess I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I know, but I it was—it was—you it was, it was, know,
1: yeah. But like another thing, I was thinking about about like when you think about company culture, like because I used to work at the same school that mm-hmm. Glenn works at now, and I would complain about it, complain about it. But like,
2: it's that a nice place to work. it's
1: Very nice compared to like being in these corporate offices. Like it even gives you space to talk about things. I remember I was having a conversation with my friend in my office, and we we're both comfortable talking about race and. Uh, you know, all those things. Things you should and be able to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, we're in the office, but I'm talking to my friend, like, about what I care about. And some girl was like, is that really appropriate for the office? <gasps> no. I was Damn like, well, way. first of all, How no one's talking to you. <laughs> right. right. So if you don't feel comfortable, you can appropriate. walk somewhere else. What? But, like, we're having a conversation. Am I supposed to talk about the Kardashians all
0: day? Like, Conversation is
2: appropriate for life for the world right this is happening at any given thing to talk about yeah i have a friend
0: um who is at macy's still and oh my god like those girls i cannot (laughs) one of them literally said to her are you talking about race again like you're so racist against white people yep this This is a mexican girl who's like white passing and so she goes and she the girl who's making the comments is like American versus cliche yeah. Long Island. but the girl who is talking about race is a, a mexican girl white passing but like she is adamant about like having conversations because she sits in these rooms and people make crazy comments and she's right, like she's like a fly i am wall. not white hello mm. so like she goes in like constantly like wanting to have conversations about like whiteness and class and like because people just think like she's not of color. She probably hears wild shit. She hears wild shit. And so now this girl is like, oh, you're always talking about race. Like, I feel like you're like race against white people. And she's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> but I'm just like, that's fucking crazy. I can't. I would just
3: oh, you know that gif of uh, from Power
0: where he just hits Tasha in the face? Yes. That's what I would have done. Yeah. just like, shut the fuck up. And like, this is recent. This, yeah, like this, a, this, is, this happened like a couple days ago. And I was like,
2: don't doubt it. What the fuck? I'm terrified right now. What are y'all talking about? Yes, this, is a this wild happened. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, you your environment,
2: it's, you it's good. very cushy. Yeah. yeah. I walk in there my, my, like, Director left days. a cookie on my desk.
1: Right. I'm like, and have you, a great day. <laughs> they even like make space for you guys to have these conversations. All
2: the time. All the
0: time. Yeah. Wild. Well, with that being said, I hope uh we can all get out of our hells. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of liking my life right now, but you know yeah. what I mean. No,
3: I'm happy. <laughs> I think I think it's more so um just recognizing all the simple microaggressions every mm-hmm. day and and recognizing how i want to like better my company mm-hmm. So at the end of the day i'm hella happy i got i got my shit together and yes. yeah i'm doing my thing but at the end of the day you also want to bring in more people i was able to bring in my friend i got her a job and she's gonna be at a And i'm like yes another black face because mm-hmm. we yes. need y'all yes. we need you to bring in some damn interesting stuff to these titles because right. like at the end of the day like Y'all not coming up with the best stuff, right? So, you know, yeah, can
0: we talk about L Germany? Oh, oh that was what oh was that? So ridiculous! But that was the Germans, scary. you know, they're
3: so racist, and I they get away with, with them. it. You know,
1: they're they're confused.
0: But I'm confused <laughs> as to how like no one else at like. L anywhere like just, well, like, it's it's separate. they don't interact yeah. with yeah. each so other. no one was like they're siloed. That, probably that's scary. Yeah, they
3: don't in- interact with each other. It's the same like at Condé. Like we don't, I don't talk to like Vogue Australia mm-hmm. or anyone. Mm-hmm. It's like a separate title. They do their own thing. So it's really up to their team to
0: do that. Got it. And I, mm, I'm sure they had and n- they did not do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not imagining many. People of color in the Vogue Germany office. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, no. Do you all I mean, like L. address?
1: Because you said microaggressions. Do you like address them in the moment? No, at work?
3: I like. I had one. When was this? I think it was last year or earlier this year. I think it was earlier this year, where we were in a meeting, um, discussing about ideas for the print magazine, and we were discussing like con- concerts that were coming up, and. Someone looked over to me. They're like, "Oh, what about Afro Punk?" It's like Naomi. um, When's the date for Afro Punk? Whoa. Google, (laughs) like, like,
2: girl, I don't know.
3: I don't know. Do
2: I work for them?
3: I was just like, what? And also in that moment, I didn't recognize that that was a Mm. microaggression. I was just Mm. like, that is wild. What? And then I kind of left the meeting. Like, why the fuck would? Am I the keeper of all black things? Right. I'm sorry. That's. This is also everyone's job. I just
0: hope. People hear this and understand like they what? won't that type of shit. Like don't <laughs> say that shit. Yeah, they don't, just don't get it. Don't ask those things. I don't get it at all. I so I'm saying all this like praise about like the Bay and my experience at Macy's dot com, but this woman came into the office from the new york office she got appointed and that's when i was like oh yeah i need to get the fuck out of here so mm-hmm. it was like the perfect timing this woman was fucking crazy she touched my hair she called me and the other three managers destiny's child oh my God. i know she <laughs> that's so crazy what she to me. <laughs> <laughs> she was wilding she would just say crazy shit but little does destiny's she know child. Someone in HR called me because I guess on someone, <laughs> another black girl's exit interview, she said, Yeah, well, this lady's problematic. And oh. someone so got the receipts. So someone in HR, like a specialist for a case, called me and was like, Damn.
2: um, Oh, can we heard we you ask got the receipts. You
0: <laughs> When I tell you I was on the phone with she for a good hour, she was like, it should only be 15 minutes. I was on the Stairmaster like, like, oh, then. and then. Oh, and let me tell you what else she, she said, did. hold on. Let me scroll
2: up. Here we go. Yeah, Here's bro. another one. I mean,
0: she'll probably just get a slap on the wrist, but it's like. Exactly.
2: But I love what you said in that Destiny's Child moment that your supervisor, like, checked her. Oh, my oh, supervisor what checked yeah. her. She
0: was like, no, I'm talking to my team. They have names.
2: Mm-hmm. And yes. then the next
0: morning went to her office and was like, I'm not okay with this. I don't know how the girls felt, but I'm not okay with that comment. And I don't like you making comments on people's appearances and just like went in on her and I'm like, thank you.
2: That's what I'm talking yeah, We've been about. in meetings. We were, we, were, we were hiring yeah.
0: someone for a Ralph Lauren role. So they would have to like go to buying appointments and be like, dealing with lauren all the time Mm -hmm. and she was like can we just make sure we get someone who like has the lauren look and everyone in the office was like "Skirt, what like literally we're what does that look like we're in a meeting with hr like hr is in the room and hr multiple directors are in the room and she (laughs) says who has the lauren look and literally someone said are we hiring based off of looks I was I sitting in that office. I was sitting in, office, was I was sitting in that meeting, like, to <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. And she was like, no, 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 that's that not bed. what I mean.
0: That's not what I mean. I'm just saying, you know how Lauren can be. And they were like,
2: Mm-mm. no. So,
0: like, yeah, we, So, you
3: want someone white? Right. That's what you're saying. You want yeah. someone white? Yep. Blonde, preferably. Somebody looks like they mm-hmm. would go
2: riding horses, right? Exactly. <laughs> and we were like... That's her hobby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she we got a horse upstate. Meeting, like- <laughs> yep, honestly.
0: How do you say... But, like, people just don't think about shit, which blows no, my mind. No, they don't, which
1: is why I think when those things happen, like, obviously, sometimes you're just caught off guard, but, like, we have to think of, like clever and like so res- like mm-hmm. professional That's ways cool. but to check them in the moment. Yeah. Because then they'll try to act like the shit
0: never happened. So exactly. Yeah, because I didn't say anything when she touched my hair because it just happened so fast. Right. And then I was and everyone around me was like what's happening? And I was like, I don't know what just happened. Like this one would just touch my hair. And then now when she when she would come over, I would just be like Try to oh, avoid try her to because she, it, yeah. cause I knew she was always going to say some wild shit, and it's like I didn't know how to handle it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to have the conversation and yeah. checking her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like sometimes you can just be like, "What
1: do you mean by that?"
0: Yeah, but I mean, someone I mean, touches so your hair, you got to be like, "Don't." Yeah, Touch yeah. me. <laughs> I
1: know. Like, do and touch me. Like, like, oh,
0: girl. <laughs> you do the quick dodge. Do that. But- but right. then
1: you're called like a, a mean bit exactly. Yeah, then you're
0: mean or like something <sighs> like that. But what I did say to the woman when I was having the conversation with her, she was like, "So what do you think like all of this is?" And and I said to her, I said, "I don't think that she's coming from a mean place, but I just feel as though she has a privilege to be ignorant about the things that she's doing because of the position that she's in being like the VP and also because of her being a white woman. And I was like, we've all watched the same videos on like the trainings, the trainings, the trainings on like, uh, anti-bias discrimination, Mm -hmm. harassment. Like I'm pretty sure in those trainings, it clearly states like you probably should not touch people. And I was like, and she's been here 20 plus years. So she's seen that video 20 plus times. (laughs) I don't know where, the the disconnect was for her but that just indicates that there's a level of a privilege there that mm-hmm. I She's do not have.
2: clicking through on her computer while doing something in another tab like I Facts. do when I got to yeah, the training. T- mm-hmm. I mean
0: yeah but it's like <laughs> it's not as but though it wasn't okay. presented to you like yeah. cuz
2: recently exactly. Macy's
0: been coming with these trainings like going in oh, like, really? you cannot invite Sarah over to your home <laughs> to discuss that like go like all type because you know it's, yeah. it's wild. And things are yeah. kind of crazy out here so i'm like there's been information on this you cannot plead and be like oh i didn't know i also I, feel sorry no you, you go
3: um i also feel like in that moment when it happens you kind of get caught off guard because uh, personally for me maybe if that happens to me it's like I'm not used to that 24 Mm seven, you know, Mm -hmm. I hear about it in the news with my friends, everything, but it's never that direct interaction with someone where they're blatantly being racist. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, what, like, how can you be that dumb and also be that bold to be so racist? And this recently happened to me via email. And I've been planning this event with this, um, this location for a month. And with an incredible model who it's going to be like a live recording for my podcast, right? And so I get an email Friday afternoon, basically from him saying, "Um, can we change the topic of this discussion? We've just had, and it goes in, basically saying we've just had way too many black events and maybe we can (laughs) have some time pass until we can bring back this discussion. And I have yet Whoa. to respond because I'm trying to just like Chelsea said, like we need to sit. I need to sit back and see how I can check him both respectfully and also like give him a run for his money because I'm like, are you that fucking dumb? Once right. I to put this on email, mm. blatantly Ooh. be disrespectful and racist and think I'm not going to come for you. Right. And think I'm not about to put this on my IG.
2: Oh, my God. I'm like, because I need to know. Oh, my God. Screenshots. Is... Screenshots. Oh, yeah. that is so ridiculous. It's crazy.
0: I can't even imagine, like, um, the whole thing with Kirby mm-hmm. and business of fashion. Mm. He's, like, when he was telling his story of, like, how he knew he was going to these situations being, like, I know that this is like not genuine that they're doing this to have like mm-hmm. the black part, you know, and like playing these games. And you all, you almost want to believe like, no, it's not true. Like they really are trying. And then it's like, Nope. They just like show their ass again. It's like, you have it blatant you have it like subtle and discreet. It's just like from all different directions, people are trying to tear down like mm-hmm. people of color. Why? I don't, well, I do especially
1: know. black women. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sorry. And I feel like, I feel like, I just wish we got the same treatment and care as white women. Like this this white girl on my job called HR on this guy over a meme. Oh yeah, that was so dumb. That had nothing to do with her. What? And, Wait. I want to know more. And because she did that, it was like a meeting, a big like thing that it turned into. I was like, if I if I went to my director and was like, there's a meme that someone posted on their Instagram and I think it's probably about me. <laughs> I feel like he would laugh in my face. That, that is so petty. Wow. But like, you know, when you're a white woman, you're super delicate and like everyone has to care for you. So
0: I just advise all black women to have their inner white woman in distress. WWID. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I'm going to try that. Because more people often. act real different. Like if you don't come on and, and again, it sucks to like tone police and police yourself, but I feel like it's very effective. You just have a very like, I just cannot believe that you would, it, people start being like, oh, oh, Mm-hmm. If you go into the like fragility mm-hmm. people like right. freak out opposed to like aggression right it's great
1: effective it's just hard
3: yeah it doesn't come natural just, to me yeah. It, No.
0: yeah i have to like pause i'm like i'm not a bitch i have to pause <laughs> and be like <sighs> <sighs> yeah like Karen's Karen's the girl crying i'm like you're Karen, crying
1: I'm, over the meme you're memes, crying Karen. over a meme that ha- has nothing to do with you like
2: and even if it did i don't know maybe. and even if it did i'm not that's crying why, over that that's why but,
1: i got
3: finsta. I post all my memes. Right, right. I and nobody get that. can touch me. Because mm. also, like the one thing about Instagram and what I do, I I just need that side, like Instagram, where I can post whatever the hell yeah. I want. Because at the end of the day, I'm not about to get checked from my Instagram for posting like what you said, like a dumb meme. You know yeah. that I'm literally just seeing laughing at. Right, right. Not even trying to
1: have it go to anyone that's
3: else. Oh wow, that's crazy. That, affiliation. Though,
0: that like that. Wow. Here we are. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yeah.
1: Are you guys Instagram friends with your coworkers? I
3: am with some of them. The ones that I, I trust. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. But I definitely. I mean, Shade has hit me to like put just blocking them or hiding them from my stories I'm not when block I'm doing you. I don't, some things i I'm don't. Not add to them. do. I don't ask them. They find <laughs> me. You. Right.
0: They find me, which is annoying. Yeah. And then I just hide my stories from them. Like literally this woman was like, You were in Europe for two weeks and you didn't post anything on nah. your stories and i was like yeah no service it was crazy i was so busy and she was like not even when you had wi-fi i was like i was just no. in the moment that's
3: how many it people like know where the fuck i am no true that <laughs> like, is so funny yeah. i can't do that
2: so how much do you all think you i guess prioritize your career mm. in your day-to-day like i feel like i know Shade, she and I have had these have these conversations where we're planning out our lives and our steps, like like 10-year plans. And it's just like, I feel like it's a thing, even in our generation, that, like you had said a little bit earlier, like our work becomes us. Do mm. you feel like that? Like, do you feel defined by it? Or like, how are you finding a distinction between the two? Um, I definitely did. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the main reasons why I created um, So What Do You Do Again?
3: Mm-hmm. I woke up in a panic It's during fashion week. I was working 13-hour days, going to events and going to shows. And I know it's glamorous and it's so fun, but it's also very exhausting. And Mm -hmm. it's it's hard, especially if you're going through your own personal shit, to put on a a face and smile in front of people and pretend everything's good, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember I woke up in a panic. I was just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm literally working for my job. Mm -hmm. I'm working for someone else's paper. Like, Mm -hmm. I... I wanted to create something to help build my own, my community. That's something that means so much to me because at the end of the day, like if you, if I were to die today, what is it to be said that I haven't given back anything to my community to Mm. give them back any resources for them to then grow Mm. for anyone. And so at that point I was like, I need to create this podcast. And now I feel like I'm more than just, That girl at Vogue, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know Naomi? She works at Vogue. Like, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's one of the reasons why I... And my friend then told me I need to embrace it, which I do. But it's also sometimes when I introduce myself with people, I don't tell them what I do. Mm -hmm. Because it's so frustrating to then watch their interests go Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. way up when I tell them where I work. Mm -hmm. Say you're a hand model. Oh, I should.
2: Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we were at a wedding and um, we met these amazing men, and they were like, "It's so annoying when you go places and people define themselves by their careers." So when we go to like these types of events, we like make up stuff. So he was like, "What's yours going to be?" And I was like, oh, "I'm going to be a hand model." Wait, yeah, that's and really he was funny. like, "I'm going to be a NASCAR driver." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like an alpaca
2: herder. Like yeah, random <laughs> shit. Oh I love God. that,
0: just for fun. But yeah, that's really valid. I feel like it's important to plan your career but not in the sense of like a mindset of working for someone else yeah but like Mm -hmm. what your long term is for yourself and that could be working for someone else but saying like i want to get to the c-suite and like understanding what steps that takes or deciding like in a few years i intend to be having my own podcast and doing xyz like for me i ultimately want to work for myself so Mm -hmm. i just know like Every single day when I walk into the room, I need to be obtaining things that are going to allow me to successfully work for myself and make a shit ton of money. So (laughs) in my mind, it's just like, where do I need to go to gain these skills that I can then just like do my own thing and people somehow trust me to give me their money.
2: Right? (laughs) Yeah. I know I'm definitely like trying to plan to get after the bag, but I think I also prioritize (laughs) like, what can I do to like give myself the kind of experiences that I want to have? like. Yeah, like life experiences. That's why I'm just like, I'm heavy on this travel writing shit. I'm like, who wants to fly me to motherfucking Kyoto? Because it's gonna happen. Or like all these, yeah, like, you know, you put that into the, you know, exactly. No, like, it's about it's
0: to happen. It's gonna happen. I keep I'm retiring um, at 35.
3: Yeah. I'm, Ooh, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that's Can I come live with you?
0: Come, <laughs> um, um, I mean, I'll, you know, still take little jobs here oh, and there. Oh, okay. Just so, like, so you don't get right. bored. See, you definitely
1: could if you worked for the city oh there we go
0: 35 <laughs> it all comes back if you start early think? enough oh girl what what like 12 you... <laughs> no, no no if you it's put in five years time, old
1: you can retire young if you work for the city but uh but we're not doing that
0: nah
2: we're gonna find another way to do it some people really are ready cool i love too. how people have made these like i always say fake jobs they're not fake i love a fake job honey like you know just yes. like patching a few things together that's and right like, i consult i have my client. I love that. You that's what I'm I'm working here this one day (laughs) and here another day. And I'm like, yes, a creative, basically.
3: Yes. What you create? What else? What (laughs) do you do again? Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so I think we're running out of time for this segment. But one thing that I always ask my guests, and I want to end it on this note, is what inspires you? And Mm. what is, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm. Love
0: that. Damn.
2: Mm, That's a good one. I think, well, what inspires me? um, Again, my experiences, I think um, I'm inspired by being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but not in the sense in all the ways we talked about earlier, but like being pushed out of my comfort zone, I guess, and um, when my... My eyes are open, I guess, like especially as a traveler, like I'm always inspired by new places. Um, But I hope in all the work that I create that I make people feel less alone or like they have room to be whoever they are, especially as black women, because I've throughout much of my life, I've tried to put myself into a box to better understand myself. And I'm realizing every day that I'm a different person or that mm. there's all these different parts of me and, like, that's okay. I'm, like, not easy to define. And, yeah, I want to produce all types of content, whether via black girls texting or through my writing that, like, shows our nuance. hmm Yeah.
0: Damn, that was a good-ass answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm inspired by Brooklyn. Like, whenever I come home, I have this, like back and forth, like, oh, do I want to be here? But, like, it's just something about it that, I don't know, grounds me, and I think it makes me think of, like, my family and, like, everything that I've come from because, like, my grandfather, my dad's dad, didn't even, like, finish kindergarten, and, like, now I'm working in at? this, like, crazy big company and, like, you know, have all these things. So, like, I don't know. It just gives me, like, a overview of, like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, ancestors' wildest dreams thing. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, the legacy I want to leave is definitely that I came from these people who had just so much fight in them and was able to leave something for my kids and their kids and my family. So family, I would definitely say it's kind of like the root of all of what I want and to have and what I want to leave. Like mm-hmm. some like generational wealth. Oh, yeah. Hmm.
1: yeah, I think I am inspired by like black people mm-hmm. um and i think for me i obviously want to like leave a legacy for my family and like make my mother proud like i'm very close to you know i, have, I grew up with a single mom and she did all this stuff and like i want to make her proud but like i also want to open up avenues for people outside of my family mm-hmm. like i don't think it's i don't want it to be like um
2: nepotism I do but I, love some I think nepotism. nepotism is fine white people <laughs> like been doing black it
1: but yeah. I think it needs to be like black ne- nepotism right like yes. as you said not just your own family because um I feel like while what's the word I feel like I feel like it is important for us to move as a whole I feel mm. like we've been kind of not brainwashed but following this like western individual kind of mindset and Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to get us anywhere it might last for a a generation or two but I think we need to move as a community move as a group move as a whole and that's where the bigger movement will actually resonate and do something so Mm -hmm. that's what I would like to do amazing
3: thank you guys so much thank you you for having us of course
1: look staying healthy isn't easy watching your diet hitting the gym avoiding stress, but a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.